0: you don't have to be on every social media platform out there you only have to be on the ones where your customer is so that goes to getting to know who they are on a deeper level finding out more about their habits and where do they like to shop and what do they like to do and what are their hobbies and interests and then go out and speak to just that person instead of trying to reach everybody
1: you're listening to Brand Lift with Tori Sikama where each week we demystify branding, marketing, and business to help you get seen, get published, and get booked by dream clients. I'm a beach-loving mom from the Jersey Shore who quit her full-time gig and picked up a camera. Six months later, I was published in six different magazines for my interiors and branding photography, launching me down a path to booking clients who love me needless to say i'm obsessed with all things branding marketing and design now i'm bringing my 20 years of marketing expertise and my passion for photography and design to help you get in front of your dream clients too i'll talk about the real struggles of being an entrepreneur creating a brand that people love and how to set yourself apart and grow your business quickly. If you're a photographer, interior designer, architect, builder, or you just love all things design like me, grab a martini and get cozy as we gather to get real about your brand identity, numbers, marketing, and more. So you get seen, get published, and get booked. Get ready to give your brand a facelift with Brand Lift. Before we jump into this episode, I just wanted to share a few quick exciting things that are happening behind the scenes here. For the last couple months, I've been working on a resource to help you with the goal of becoming published. Well, I'm happy to report that guide is officially available for purchase today. If you're a designer, architect, or builder looking to grow your brand to the next level and be published, but you're not really sure where to start, this guide is for you. We cover the six S's of success to get published, how to tell your story to attract your ideal clients, and how to grow your brand to the next level. But you can also unlock the seventh S, strategy, That's right. A one-on-one strategy session with yours truly to help you audit your business and brand and make micro changes to get you where you want to be this year. I am excited to have you listen in on a conversation with one of my dear friends, Barbara Gobi. We were connected by Amy Porterfield last year. We both attended an online bootcamp, and after taking a survey about ourselves and our business goals, we were matched as accountability partners. Well, since then, we have stayed in weekly contact through Zoom and developed a friendship. We discuss our goals and pain points and champion each other for our endeavors. We have so many parallels. I am thrilled to have her here today. Barbara is a marketing and branding strategist and has spent the past 30 years working in all aspects of sales, marketing, and advertising. She launched her business, BG Marketing, in 2011 to focus on strategic planning and social media marketing for small to medium-sized companies. She has since helped hundreds of organizations launch and grow their brands. Barbara helps business owners with their marketing planning, social media, and contact marketing, and has developed online courses and marketing coaching programs to empower small business owners to launch and grow their brands with tools, training, and and tips to take their businesses to the next level. Her strength is understanding the consumer's psychology and the best strategies to build a connection with an organization's perfect customer. She also guides organizations to discover their unique voice to tell their brand story. She is with me today to help me unpack how to identify your ideal client. So if you're a creative entrepreneur and have asked yourself, where the heck do my perfect customers hang out and what do they need from me and how can I help serve them? Well, then this conversation is for you, my friend. Let's
0: welcome Barbara. Hey, Barbara. Hey, Tori. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm excited. Well, I'm excited too.
1: You know, you and I have been talking weekly through Zoom, and it's been so incredible to have someone in my community who has similar values for their business and their family. And you've been a blessing to me. And I just consider you a very dear friend. So I appreciate connecting with you.
0: Thank you. I feel the same way. I think, you know, we were brought together for a purpose. And you've been such a fantastic person for us to bounce ideas off of each other and really level up our businesses together. It's nice to know,
1: you know, through COVID, We were so compartmentalized and coming out of that, being solo entrepreneurs, being creative entrepreneurs, we kind of work in an environment where we're by ourselves a lot of time. So creating a community of like-minded entrepreneurs that we can bounce ideas off of and have that accountability is such a blessing.
0: I agree. And so many of us, we're in business for ourselves, but that doesn't mean you have to be by yourself. You don't have to do it alone. So I always encourage solopreneurs to go find a community, find their tribe, find a, an accountability buddy because you don't have to go it alone.
1: No, that's for sure. And having Amy Porterfield as sort of the person who connected us, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> So, Barbara, you and I are these creative entrepreneurs, and we are doing, and we're going to talk about this phrase, all the things. We're going to get to that phrase and how it can really undermine you as you're working and creating your brand. But as creative entrepreneurs and people just getting started, people who are turning in, this conversation is especially for you. Understanding your audience and how to serve them can be so overwhelming in the beginning. Whether you're a small or medium business owner or you're a solopreneur like I am, you have this great idea to share your gifts and be an entrepreneur and serve others, but you don't really know in the beginning who you are or what your brand identity is or who you are even serving. So how can you help people, my audience, understand these aspects of starting a business? Where do you start?
0: You know, I would say to start with yourself, because as you discover who you are, you might attract more people like you. And Far too often, I see business owners who want to do something that's trendy or on trend. So interior design is a good example of that. They'll all want to do boho, and then, well, boho will go out. Well, now I want to do Japandi. Well, then Japandi will go out. So instead of trying to always follow the trend of who your customer should be, get to know who you are first. Because when you're most comfortable, because you're being you and you're being authentic then you're going to attract your customer, So you don't have to go out and find your customer. Your customer is going to find you. And I've talked to another brand strategist before. She says, don't do what's on trend because trends change and you want to do what feels comfortable for you. So discover yourself is the best place to start.
1: I love that. Yeah. Finding out who you are and being true to that. Because You're right. Trends can come and go, but having a really strong base to build a foundation on having a strong foundation is probably the most important thing. So in working with businesses, I know you work with small to medium businesses, what are some of the biggest mistakes you're seeing with their messaging and marketing efforts?
0: The biggest mistake, and I've seen this for a while, is they try to be all things to all people. They want their message to be so broad because they're afraid of missing someone. So they always act as if, or their language says, that they're for everybody. They're the solution that can fix everybody's problems. And sometimes people aren't looking for a company that specializes in everything they want a specialist that specializes in them so think about if you're going to the doctor if you hurt your knee you know you don't want to just go to a general practitioner you probably want to go to an orthopedic somebody who specializes in knees So they want somebody who's going to specialize in their problem. So that comes down to their language, but their images and the messages that they use and their calls to action, you want to make sure that your messaging says, we're the solution for your problem, for you, not for everybody, but for you.
1: Yeah, that is so true. Like you hang a sign outside of your virtual door and yeah, you want your ideal client to walk through and you want them to have a very solid understanding of how they are going to be served by you. And so that begs the question, well, how do I find my ideal clients and
0: how do I figure out where they hang out? Right. So there's a theory, or it's actually not a theory, it's a science called you know, you have your reticular activating system. And when you have your radar up of what you're looking for, you will see it everywhere. So, for example, if you bought a new black Cadillac SUV, you might think, I'm the only one who has this, and then you drive it off the lot and you see it everywhere and you think, when did everybody else go get my car? They all have my car now. Those cars have always been there, but you weren't aware of it until you started to focus on that. So I always use the analogy, if I went into Costco and I said, you know, if I took you in there, I said, come on, Tori, we're going to go find your customer. They're here in Costco. And let's go on a Saturday when they're passing out samples, because then you have more people, you'll increase your chances. And I said, go find your customer. Well, you would probably try to talk to everybody in Costco to figure out which one of them is your customer. But if I said your customer is wearing a red hat and has a blue shirt. Now you're looking for a person with a red hat and a blue shirt, and you can find that one person and give that message to them that they needed to hear. So it's all about knowing what you're looking for and where to find them. And the same thing goes with marketing. You don't have to be on every social media platform out there. You only have to be on the ones where your customer is. So that goes to getting to know who they are on a deeper level, finding out more about their habits and where do they like to shop and what do they like to do and what are their hobbies and interests, and then go out and speak to just that person instead of trying to reach everybody.
1: Yeah. I love the analogy. I'm I'm thinking about that red hat. <laughs> so having it honed down to something that's digestible and not such a big elephant People can relate to that. And you are, with the psychology background, you have a tremendous idea of ways to research your ideal client. And maybe you can share some of that insight with our audiences. How do you research and really get inside the head of your ideal client and start speaking their language and being where they are so that you can connect with them?
0: Yeah, great question. And I'll tell you a little story to answer your question. A few years back, we were building an online course to teach marketing to business owners. And I was getting all these calls from friends of mine and women that are about my age and have similar businesses. And I thought, they're bothering me. This is a distraction because I really need to focus on talking to my customer. And then I had this aha moment that sometimes you don't have to find your customer. They're right in front of you. They're the people who are calling you all the time and asking you the questions. So after going down a rabbit hole, down the wrong rabbit hole, I said, oh my goodness, my customer is a woman who's over 40 and owns her own business, and this is her second career. And sometimes your customer finds you. So then the next step I did was, I need to get to know them better. They know what I know, I need to find out what's making them tick and why are they picking up the phone to call me? So I started interviewing them and I took 10 women who I knew and said, can I just ask you some questions? I'm doing some research. And I asked these 10 women some questions and I'm kind of a geek. So I had an Excel spreadsheet and I plotted their answers so that I used their language. And I had this just aha moment of, oh my gosh, the frustrations they were having and the challenges and how I could help them. So I wanted to take it another level further and talk to people I didn't know. So I went into some Facebook groups and I just simply put out a post and said, I'm a marketing and branding strategist. I will buy anyone a cup of coffee if I could have 15 minutes of your time and I had like 20 responses. So I just sent them an Starbucks gift card (laughs) and I interviewed them (laughs) and I bought them a virtual cup of coffee. But now I had these 30 women and I had done some really deep research and I don't have to do it again. I might recommend you do it every couple of years because things change. I did that pre-COVID, But oh my goodness, it was a treasure trove of information about my perfect customer. And from then, everything I did changed from my images to my colors, to my logo, to my fonts, to my messages. It was tailored to them. I even used their language, the words they gave me that I put on that Excel spreadsheet. My messages were, are you frustrated and overwhelmed and confused? Because these were the words they were using. So, you know, we all think, I don't want to do research. I'll tell you, it was the best. I was addicted to it (laughs) because I got so much valuable information.
1: I love this because you put yourself out there as really a student and they were teaching you all about who they were. So then in turn, you could serve them where they needed to be served. And did you find an overriding similarity with these 30 women? I know you talked about frustrated, overwhelmed, confused. Was there anything else that you picked up on, you know, as a field psychologist kind of hat?
0: Yes, they all felt like they were the only ones that had this challenge. And they were embarrassed. Again, these are words they use. They were embarrassed. They were afraid of failure. They were afraid of what their family would think of them if their business didn't succeed. And they all said the same thing. So it told me, you're not alone. And now I was in the right place to help them but they all felt the same way. And I guarantee your customers feel the same way too. They just don't wanna say it out loud because they feel embarrassed that they don't have all the answers and that's okay. I don't have all the answers either. I have a client who is a personal trainer and she is like incredibly fit and healthy and I am not. And she thinks that I'm brilliant in business and marketing, I'm like, gosh, I wish I had what you have in the motivation to exercise all the time. So you're not alone, but there's someone out there that's just like you. And there's somebody who has a solution to whatever your challenge is. You just can't be afraid to ask.
1: So this is going to be twofold. But as you were talking, and as soon as you said, felt like They were a failure. They were embarrassed. What their friends and family were going to think if they didn't succeed. Well, I think we all at times suffer from imposter syndrome. And my imposter syndrome comes through in transferring me back to high school. And what will my high school friends or acquaintances think? about what I'm doing now. And I know that sounds insane, but I live right next door to the town that I went to high school in. And so I see a lot of the classmates, a lot of the people that I graduated with or the class or two ahead or behind me. And there's something about that teenager in me that thinks, well, what are they going to think about Tori doing that? Well, she was never interested in that. What does she think she's doing? And you know what I've come to realize is those are just voices. It's noise in your head that is truly just trying to steal what you see for yourself in your future. They're just trying to steal your joy and your enthusiasm for wanting to do something more. And so I have learned how to quell those voices, but it's crazy. It doesn't matter how old you are, or like you said, how fit you are, it just, it happens to all of us. It's a human thought. It's human nature to have those thoughts. And I love that you have recorded this and are serving now your ideal clients in a way that speaks their language.
0: Yes. And, you know, I always think about racehorses. So if you've ever been to the Kentucky Derby or you've seen horse race, you know that they put blinders on the horses so that they could focus and stay in their lane. And they're not thinking, boy, that horse next to me has a shinier mane. I wonder what shampoo they use. Or if only I had that saddle, I might run faster. They're not thinking that they have blinders on to put out the distractions and they stay in their lane. And that's what you need to do. And I always thought, well, if I lose weight or if I dye my hair, or if I look prettier, if I did this, if I did that, then I would be on videos more and I'd put myself out there more. So we have all these excuses and reasons why we don't do that. And one day I said, you know what? I've got a message and there's somebody who needs to hear what I have to say And the longer I'm thinking about myself and all the selfish reasons why I don't want to be on camera or I don't want to put myself out there, the more I'm depriving that person of hearing that message. And I got over that and I started putting myself out there. And now the ironic part is I probably weigh 50 pounds more than I did back when I thought I was too heavy to get on camera because I stopped worrying about what I look like. I mean, now I'll go do it an Instagram reel or a YouTube video with no makeup on, or I don't even care anymore because I think, oh my gosh, someone needs to hear what I have to say. I have to get my message out there because my perfect customer needs me to be imperfect and authentic and deliver a message.
1: Yes, I agree with that. And I work with women All the time I work with interior designers, creative entrepreneurs, and my biggest message to them is you can't wait. Don't be afraid to get in front of the camera because people need to hear your story. They're waiting to fall in love with you. They just don't know that you're there yet because you're cloaked in this idea that you can't be authentically you and show up imperfectly perfect. (laughs) But the point of it all is, it doesn't matter how fit we are, how pretty we are, how long our hair is, how shiny our hair is, how perfect our makeup is, how imperfect our makeup is, women just need, and men, entrepreneurs, they just need to hear your wisdom. And It just might be what you have to say.
0: They're going to take hold of it and do amazing things. A hundred percent. And I think this about, you know, YouTube, I have a YouTube channel. It's not huge, but for the longest time, my fear of perfection is what kept me from creating YouTube videos because the videos that I was watching were these young girls who were really pretty and they spoke at a really high tech level. And then I said, Barbara, that's not your customer. My customer doesn't want me to speak at a high-tech level. They don't know how to push the buttons. (laughs) So I don't have to worry about that. I just have to deliver the message that my customer needs to hear. And we have to put on our blinders and just get it done.
1: Deliver the message. That is it. You are a vessel to deliver the message, and you are going to be embraced by your community, by your perfect customers, your ideal clients, if you have the right message that they need to hear. I love that, Barbara. So let's pivot now. You talked about YouTube, and I just started my YouTube channel. I'm navigating, I'm figuring this out. My nephew, he's a video editor. And I just sent him a message and I'm like, hey, do you want to like come and film me for a day and then edit and I'll do all the writing and content. So I think he's going to come in a couple weeks. So I now have no excuse not to write a couple episodes for YouTube and just get my feet wet and see what this YouTube channel is all about. I know it's powerful because it's a search engine like Pinterest, but Barbara, I want to talk to you about, we talked about social media and there's so many channels out there. There There's so many things that you can do, but the term, all the things, I hate this term, all the things, because it's extremely overwhelming and frustrating and confusing, can you help us like unpack instead of doing all the things because you can't do all the things, what are the things that we should focus on that are the most important things to grow our brand?
0: Yes. And what happens is because we can't do all the things, we end up doing none of the things. (laughs) Right? (laughs) We have
1: paralysis. Yeah. Sometimes you just get paralyzed and you just binge watch Netflix because you're like, I can't do all the things. So I'm just going to watch Netflix.
0: Exactly. And I did hear a quote that perfectionism is another form of procrastination. So (laughs) instead of trying to be perfect and be everywhere, I would focus on pick just one place where you know your perfect customer hangs out. And it might not be where you're comfortable. Maybe that's not where you hang out, but you know that your customer is in a different place. Master that first. Just start with the one place where they are. And then you can always add in another platform, but don't be worried and consumed by the places that you're not and you think that you should be if your customer isn't there. For example, if you're in interior design, you need to be on a platform that's a very visual medium. Don't even waste your time with Twitter right now. That's not gonna serve you. Instead, focus on Pinterest, focus on Instagram. Those are more visual platforms. If you know that your customer is older, and I don't mean old, but you know, older, then Facebook might be a better platform for you. Or if they're really young, then you might need to be on TikTok or Instagram. But you don't have to be on all the platforms. You just need to be where your customers are.
1: Yeah, I love that idea. I love Pinterest for my interior design clients. And I tell them that constantly because Pinterest is a search engine. So with that, it's creating content. Creating content that's going to serve your ideal Customers. So, if we're talking to an interior designer and we're saying Pinterest is a really good place for you to start a really good medium, does that mean that you have to get into blog post writing, or how would you recommend that they launch onto Pinterest if they don't have that kind of infrastructure set up yet?
0: Yeah, Pinterest is a search engine, and a lot of people think it's this repository where they just dump photos but imagine if Google and Instagram had a baby, it's a visual search engine. And Pinterest has a very sophisticated algorithm that can not only search the words in your captions. So if you did have a blog post, it can search those terms, but it can search pictures. Google can't do that. So making sure that you have a picture that matches up with the content that you're promoting. And also just don't post things on there. Use that search engine capability to drive traffic to your website. Or if you don't have a website and you have a landing page where you have a download, use it to collect email addresses because that's the most valuable thing you have in your business. It's not your number of followers. It's the number of people in your email database, that's much more valuable. So if you are just getting started on Pinterest, start creating boards and content that not only attract your perfect customer, but also promote your services, but in a visual way. And it's such a great platform, especially if you're in interior design.
1: I fully agree. And I'm thinking that to be relevant, to be searchable, how often do you think that you should be pinning?
0: Well, I mean, if you ask Pinterest, they're going to tell you five to 10 times a day. And that isn't realistic. It's not sustainable. But there are ways that you can post multiple pins a day without doing all that work. For one, you can create a batch of, graphics, you're using Canva where you're only changing minor things. You're changing the image but not the heading on the picture. You change the heading but keep the picture. You know, So you could create multiple variations of one graphic in just a couple minutes. So you could create 10 different variations of the same graphic. And it's always good too to test and measure and see which one are people clicking on the most. And then you can use software like Tailwinds where you're scheduling these. So you can upload all 10 images at once and tell Tailwinds, I want to put out two of these per day. So now just in a few minutes, you've scheduled 10 posts. You can also do where they're looped. You put them in a loop so they're posting automatically over and over and over again. You can repin other people's content. So there is ways to put out multiple pieces of content, I realize that 10 times a day sounds like a lot. And it probably is. It's probably not necessary. But you do want to be consistent and you do want to have a lot of content out there because people are constantly searching it.
1: Definitely. So what I've heard is consistency and focused for your target audience. So knowing the messaging and the keywords to search to be able to reach the intended audience. Right,
0: and this is where doing that customer research comes in handy because you wanna use words and languages and phrases that they are using. So for me, I might not put out a post about your ideal customer avatar because my customer doesn't use that language. They use, who's my perfect customer? So I'm going to use their language in my captions, on my images, in my links, because I need to speak their language if I want to get found.
1: Yes. And it's not about the trends. It's about who you need to reach and speaking their language. And the fact that you, from these 30 women, have all of this rich data and it is data, to be able to then use it in a way that serves them to help them grow their businesses, it then in turns helps you to grow yours. So it's reciprocal. It's the best way to do business, I think, that's out there because it's center-focused. And I think it's authentic. And I think it's a long-term strategy instead of going with what is trending on TikTok or Instagram or, oh no, now they're changing the algorithm. Let me pivot and just overhaul everything I'm doing. That's so disruptive and it's not a long-term game plan.
0: No. And that's why some of the trending audios and things that you hear on TikTok and Instagram, people are starting to back away from that because you'll put all these efforts and resources into creating the latest trends of the song and literally within a week, it's gone. And then you have to do it all over again and you're feeding the beast of trying to stay on top of trends instead of staying on top of value. (laughs) And another thing I did too that really served a dual purpose of doing that type of research on my customer while also serving them is I started a Facebook group because I know that that's where my customer hangs out. And just the questions that I ask in there, I am constantly doing consumer research. So while I only got those 30 women, now I wish it were 300. I am doing that research every day and they don't even know it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But you're helping them. You've created a community. And so Barbara, Everything that you've shared with us today is so topical, and I think I know my audience can just pick up one or two things of what you said and put them into action. They're going to enhance their businesses, their brands, and just maybe have a focus for the week of something that they hadn't thought about before. And you have so many resources of how to serve people, help them with their businesses, their marketing, their branding, their messaging, their social media marketing. Could you share with us where we can find you? How can we connect with you, Barbara?
0: Yeah. The best place to find all my resources and links to others is on my website at barbara It's G O B B I. So that's always the best place just to find. I've got lots of downloads and articles and tips. I also have a Facebook group for women entrepreneurs. It's called the startup tribe. So it's women who started their own business and we're all navigating this together. You can also find me on Instagram at Barb Goby, and I'm on all the social platforms.
1: You are, girl. <laughs> and the one thing I want to say is something that I like to tell my audiences, do one thing that uplifts your brand. Just focus on one thing. So Barbara, what is the one thing that you can say to my audience to just help them uplift their brand this week?
0: The one thing I would tell them to do is just take some time even set a timer for 20 minutes to reflect on who they are and who they serve and what value they can add that's going to solve their customers biggest problem and when you get crystal clear on that one thing then everything else falls into place how to do your marketing how to do your ads how to write your language and your captions once you Take some time and just get really crystal clear on who you serve. Yes, that is powerful. Those are powerful
1: words, and we don't need to overcomplicate it. And so with that, I want to thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. I've been looking forward to having this conversation with you, and I love how you have distilled it down into just such simple language, just one thing, just be quiet with yourself and you'll find your voice. So Barbara, thank you so much. And I hope everybody finds Barbara, follows Barbara, downloads her resources because there's a lot of wisdom there. So thank you, my friend. Thank you for joining.
0: Thank you, Tori. You know, I adore you. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: You just finished another episode of Brand Lip, where we talked all things branding, marketing, and design. Make sure you rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. To continue the conversation, head on over to my Instagram at Tori photography. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. For show notes and any links to this episode and to snag your step-by-step guide on how to get published, Head on over to torysikamaphotos.com and get started on your path of getting seen and getting published. See you next week on Brand Lift.